Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a follower-submitted story to review with you here. And just as a reminder, this is not a story about me. Am I the peach ring for Googling my friend's boyfriend? My girlfriend and I of nine years own our house. We invited our friend Sarah, who is 42, to live in our extra bedroom for a year. She moved in two months ago. Sarah has been our good friend for the past two years. The housing and rental market here is crazy, and we wanted to give Sarah a chance to save money on rent so she could buy a house. Sarah started dating this guy about six months ago who is 10 years older than her. About two months in, she disclosed to us that he has a DUI and doesn't have his license. My girlfriend and I tried to be understanding. A 52-year-old with a DUI is not the upstanding citizen you want your friend with, but she's a grown woman and people do make mistakes. She swore us to secrecy, to which we agreed. Fast forward to last week, we still had not met this guy. He finally came over to our house for dinner and it was Red Flag City. Well, we'll join them then. We live in a state where you cannot have any open containers in the car. Our first impression was him hopping out of Sarah's car that she was driving because he can't with a beer in his hand. Strike one. He was so nervous, he could barely say full sentences, even though he's a bartender and literally his job is to be personable. He didn't ask us any questions about our lives or speak unless spoken to. Strike two. We made small talk and asked him if he would like a drink from our bar, to which he responded he's trying not to drink hard liquor anymore. At this point, he's already had two beers plus one he showed up with, so not sober mentality at all. It seemed weird. It was weird. Strike three. The next day when he wasn't there, Sarah explained to us that he isn't drinking hard liquor anymore because he has multiple DUIs and hard liquor doesn't seem like a good idea anymore. Well, obviously. She also told us that he has to go to jail for 10 days because of his last DUI. This felt suspicious because I know the DUI happened over a year ago. I'm not a lawyer, but I think anyone can agree that's weird. So knowing all of this, my girlfriend and I agreed. We should probably Google this guy that slept at our house and will probably be sleeping here more in the future because he literally can't drive home. I found some unsavory news articles about him being arrested for his DUIs along with a concealed weapon. I decided to pay the $3 to do one of those public record searches online. When I tell you what came up was unexpected and I was completely shocked. There were over 100 incidents in his name. It was so much to go through, I printed out the highlights of the really bad offense. In the last 10 years, he had charges for multiple DUIs, multiple assaults, violating multiple restraining orders, credit card theft, grand theft auto, assault on a female, all with guilty verdicts and long periods of probation attached. My girlfriend and I decided he wasn't allowed in our house anymore. He obviously has a drinking problem and what I can only assume is a violent streak as a result. We were not interested in this drama 
unfolding at our house. We talked with Sarah that night and told her what we found. She was shocked and in disbelief. I was very cautious not to make any demands like you need to break up with him or anything along those lines. She's an adult. She said she didn't know what to do and she's in love with this guy and then went to her room shortly after. For the next two days, she didn't respond to our texts, would only give one word answers when we crossed paths and didn't mention our talk once. Night two, she packed a bag and said she's going to her boyfriend's house and we'll be back tomorrow and nothing else. We texted her later telling her we were getting the vibe she was mad at us and we knew it was a lot to process and we're here for her. She never responded. My girlfriend and I were growing more irritated by day three of being ignored. After all, we didn't commit these crimes and then not tell her. On day three, when she came home that night, she went right into her room. We texted her asking her to come talk. She came down two hours later, started off by saying she doesn't want to talk about this situation with us ever again. We violated her trust and invaded her privacy. She needs to set boundaries. She spent the night at the boyfriend's house and decided that she was not going to ever bring this up to him. She knows him and he would never hurt her. My girlfriend told her we don't have to talk about this anymore, but we are not comfortable having him at our house anymore. Sarah responded by saying that she's probably going to have to move out then. <laughs> what? Sarah immediately got more angry, saying that she's always supported me and my girlfriend's relationship, even when she cheated on me, which was something we had already worked through over a year ago. I told Sarah that my girlfriend didn't assault me, and that's not even remotely the same thing. It was uncalled for to throw that in her face. Sarah left the room. She's likely moving out soon. Am I the asshole for Googling her boyfriend and invading her privacy? Wowza, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. I think it all comes down to this. She had an expectation of letting this guy into your home to stay there overnight, probably be there when you guys aren't there, which means that he would have access to all of your belongings. He would have the potential of bringing other people over there. He has a dangerous past and you don't trust him. You are not obligated to let anyone that you don't trust into your home. And if you get a bad vibe from someone, you have every right to investigate that further. It's not like you just said, hey, this dude gives me a bad vibe. We don't want him around. You said, hey, this dude gives me a bad vibe. I'm going to investigate further and see if that's just a feeling or see if this can be validated somehow. And it was immediately validated and then multiplied by like a thousand. And you delicately presented it to her in a way that still allowed her to make the decision and just hoped that she made the smart one. Well, she didn't. And I'm guessing all the other ladies on his rap sheet were in love with him too and didn't believe that he would ever do anything to them, like steal from them or harm them or whatever. And we know how all of those turned out, so she's probably heading down a similar path. But, as they say, you can lead a horse to water. You've presented her with all the information. She's an adult, like you said, and is free to make her own choices. She is not free to make choices that involve putting you and your belongings at risk. It's your place. You don't have to allow that. I don't think that you're the asshole here at all. I think you actually approached this very cautiously and took a very slow and smart direction throughout this. She's free to make her own mistakes, but she's not free to put you at risk while she's making those mistakes. I think that's all there is to it. No ass gun scale activity on my end. Let me know what you think. As a reminder, these stories are not about me. Wish I didn't have to say it, but I do because plenty of people get confused out there. Let me know what you think. Am I the barn hole for kicking out my mother-in-law for forcing my child to eat the one thing she dislikes? 
Quick reminder, the story's not about me. My husband and I have a daughter, 10 female, and she hates mushrooms. The taste, the texture, and the smell of them she cannot stand. She's not a picky eater by any means, but just doesn't like mushrooms. My mother-in-law lives with us and helps us by watching my daughter when she gets home from school. She makes dinner the nights we're working late for our daughter as mother-in-law loves to cook, so she ensured us that it would be no trouble for her to make our daughter dinner most nights. My husband and I both work in the medical field, so we have a crazy, unpredictable schedule and are not home most nights to make dinner. Last night, my husband and I both had the night off work and were making dinner together. Mother-in-law went out for dinner with friends. Susie came to us crying, saying how she is sick and tired of being starved most nights and if we can please make her dinners instead of mother-in-law. It's very public knowledge that Susie does not like mushrooms, but yet for the past few weeks, every single dish that my mother-in-law has made for Susie has had the main component of mushrooms in it. Portobello mushroom burgers, mushroom risotto, mushroom pasta, etc. These dishes aren't made when either myself or my husband are around, but when we aren't, that's all Susie is served to eat. She told us that if she politely refuses to eat these dishes, my mother-in-law will tell her to suit yourself, but you're not getting any other food the rest of the night, and that she has to outgrow this stupid mushroom hatred. Both my husband and I were extremely upset that our child is going to bed hungry every night due to my my mother-in-law only making her dinners with the one ingredient she doesn't like and not allowing her to eat anything else. When mother-in-law got home, we confronted her about this. She started going off saying that Susie needs to grow up and get over this stupid hatred of mushrooms. I told her that she's essentially starving her granddaughter. She disagreed and said it's tough love. She then proceeded to call me a shit mother for prioritizing my career over my child and helping her get over this dislike towards a vegetable. I told her to get out of my house because she will not disrespect me like that. She ended up leaving but had some nasty things to say to me on the way out. My husband is 100% on my side and feels that his mother is out of line. We've been getting non-stop messages from my two sister-in-laws and mother-in-law calling us every name in the book for kicking her out and that my daughter needs to get over herself. Am I the asshole? Absolutely not. This was a known dislike and not just like, you know, some kids don't like broccoli and it's like, oh, have you ever tried it? And they're like, no, I've never tried it because it's weird looking. This is not that kind of thing. Like she's tried it. She doesn't like the texture of it. She doesn't like the taste of it. And you know what? Something that I've noticed that's pretty common is that when kids don't end up liking one specific thing, that one specific thing ends up being like an allergy or something that just doesn't agree with their digestive system or something. Like it goes way beyond just a preferential thing. It may also be something that she decides she likes later on in life. It's not that hard to make food that doesn't have mushrooms in it. And yet, yeah, she was intentionally forcing mushrooms on this child as some form of torture. She was torturing her with food intentionally. And that's f***ed up. That's super f***ed up. I'm going to go ahead and throw mother-in-law on the ASCON scale here because this is something that she definitely shouldn't have done done, right? I'm thinking so. As a quick reminder of the levels of assholery on the ASCON scale, we have ASCON 1 as the worst, and that is no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. ASCON 2 is you definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. ASCON 3 is you probably should have approached that differently, and ASCON 4 is you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole. Maybe you're not. Mother-in-law here is ASCON 1, through and through, and not just for torturing this kid with mushrooms, for pitching a big bitch fit on her way out the door and then getting other people involved to try to tell OP that she's a shit mother for kicking her out. Mother-in-law got herself kicked out here and it wasn't because of the mushrooms. It was because her reaction to being confronted about the mushrooms. She called OP a shit mother. That's why she got kicked out. No, hell no. You're letting someone stay with you. And yes, she was helping care for this child because of your guys' crazy schedules. And now you forced your 
yourself some pain by having to find someone else to help care for your child while those crazy schedules put you guys both at work. But you're going to deal with that, and that's the pain that you get from this whole situation. She has to go find somewhere else to stay. It's not okay for people who are supposed to be caring for your children to torture your children, even if that's with food. Doesn't matter. There were ground rules, and your mother-in-law just completely disrespected them and just ran right over them. And then when she got confronted about them, was like, oh yeah, you're a shit mom because you put your career before your kid. Mother-in-law hears an ass calling one. That's what I'm thinking here. There ain't no other way to see it. I guess there's always another way to see it. Of course there is. Mother-in-law had a very childish response here. As soon as she got busted for it, she just started slinging insults at everyone. At the kid, at the mom, on her way out the door, had more to say. And then got more people to say more. She had a very childish response to this. So, whatever, dude. Mother-in-law's an ass con one. You protect your kid. You guys did the right thing here. Oof. Here is another follower submission that was sent to us at reddit-sedit.com. As a reminder, this story is not about me. Am I the dingle hole for trying to get to know my daughter-in-law? Y'all, we have a mother-in-law OP here. What? My son had a younger daughter, age two, with his ex-wife. My son was in the military and had one more year to fulfill his contract when he got awarded residency of his daughter. He asked his dad and I if we would take care of her so he knew she was safe since he didn't have a daycare or support system while stationed in California. We happily agreed. We would make frequent trips out to see him and so she could see her daddy and he would come home on leave as much as he could. During the year, he found a new girlfriend. They lived together while in California. During some of the trips, I tried to include her doing a girls day out on the town at our expense, nails, shopping, and lunch. When they came home to visit, I tried to do the same thing but she would just seclude herself in the bedroom. One time when my granddaughter jumped in her daddy's lap for attention, the girlfriend decided it was the exact moment she would demand kisses from him. Red flag number one to me. Finally, his last year was up. They moved out to our farm and the new girlfriend would hole up in the bedroom, refusing to eat meals I prepared for the entire family. Tried to make my granddaughter, who had turned three by this time, eat her meals in the bedroom with her and my son. Red flag number two. I tried on many occasions to include her for lunch, shopping, nail, and spa day. She always refused. We ended up having a verbal disagreement and they left. Now, my husband and I are no longer allowed to even see our granddaughter. The girlfriend has now turned into a wife, we were not invited, and she and my son now claim I never tried to include her and that is why they are no contact. Also telling people I told him not to marry her, when all I said was don't rush into it until you know it's going to work with your daughter in the mix now. Am I the asshole? Oof. Why are all these stories so complicated? This ain't simple. There's nothing simple about this at all. Obviously, your son is either seeing or receiving a different reality than you are. Your worldviews are completely different because your worldview here is that you did everything that you could to include her and his worldview is probably just fed straight from his now wife, which is that you shunned her somehow. So according to your worldview, no, you're not the asshole. According to his worldview, which is, you know, filtered from his wife. Yes, you are the asshole. So if you are going to move past this, it's going to take a lot of communication with your son to try to figure out what exactly the f*** 
key things happened there, explain to him what exactly you did, and then try to come to some kind of understanding. It sounds like the girlfriend, now wife, has some kind of issue with you that you just don't know about. Maybe you did something without realizing it. Who knows? But you got to find out if you want to have a relationship with your granddaughter. And I understand wanting to have a relationship with your granddaughter because you were her parents for a little while. So, gosh, this is tough. I mean, how bad do you want it? It comes down to that. Are you willing to have those painful conversations, those uncomfortable conversations to figure out what their worldview exactly is and what they're perceiving that you did wrong so you can either clear up the misunderstanding or eat some crow just so you can see your granddaughter? How bad do you want it? It comes down to that. Guys, tell me what you think here. You may be seeing a lot that I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing ASCON scale activity here because there's just a difference in worldviews here. This comes down to how bad do you want to see your granddaughter? And I assume it's pretty damn bad. So just be ready to have some uncomfortable conversations to provide some clarity for what you see and understand that they're seeing something completely different than you're seeing. People are rarely seeing the same worldview. So just understand that their reality is different than yours. Try to come to some kind of common ground and let them know that you want to be involved in your granddaughter's life. Even if that means you two, you and the wife, not being besties, you can both be adult enough so that your granddaughter can have a relationship with you and your husband. That's where I'm at. It's a potential solution, at least. It's worth investigating because being cut off from your grandkids, I imagine, would be absolutely terrible. Am I the dingle hole for calling my fiance delusional for wanting me to let his mom pick my makeup slash look for the wedding? Just a reminder, this is a story from Reddit, not a story about me. My fiance and I are getting married. Isn't that what fiance normally means? He comes from a conservative family and his mom has been up in the wedding planning posing as supervisor to oversee and to catch and eliminate anything that could be seen as offensive. What? After the wedding dress fiasco, I was told to get a dress that wasn't showing too much skin, came the makeup issue. I showed my fiance some looks I wanted to choose from and he gasped and said his mom would have a stroke if she saw these. I, in frustration, asked what I should do. And the next thing I knew but did not expect was for her to send me the looks of models with almost no makeup or light makeup. No eyeshadow, no glowy lipstick, just plain look. I refused to choose from any of her suggestions and we had an argument. My fiancé came home and argued about how I'm planning on humiliating him and family at the wedding by wanting to look like a clown and make a joke out of both of us. I snapped and called him delusional to think I'll let his mom get a say in what makeup I should wear since it's my face. He said there's no such thing as mine and yours in marriage and that I'm clearly too immature for it. He's been avoiding me while saying, you know why I'm avoiding you. And his mom sent a text about how she has my best interest at heart. Am I the asshole? <sighs> Girly, you might be the asshole for moving forward with this wedding. Let me explain. You know there are some fundamental differences in beliefs between you and not just your fiancé, but fiancé's family, and you're still like, yeah, I want to get married. Do you just want to get married, or do you want to get married to this guy? Because it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of compatibility going on between you and this guy and this guy's family. How conservative are we talking here? Because it sounds like they're wanting you to wear like a pilgrim dress and for your face to look like you just got out of the shower. I'm a little bit confused about how these two worlds ended up blending together. But you know what? People from different backgrounds get married all the time. There are different cultures that like 
wife's side does their thing and husband's side does their thing. This happens all the time and they're allowed to coexist. If your culture, and I'm saying culture because like the way you dress, the way you do makeup, aesthetics in general are part of your culture. That's how you've been brought up. That's how you like to portray yourself. That's part of who you are. So culture. Your culture is not being respected at all here. And if it's not being respected at all now, what is it going to look like for the future? Whenever you guys have kids, how much of a say is mother-in-law going to want to have in everything here? We talk about this in a lot of videos. There's this boundary that has to be created at the wedding to set the tone for your married life. It sounds like mother-in-law's got her hooks in your fiance, maybe future husband, pretty deep because he's running straight to her with everything. That's a red flag. That's super concerning. How did you guys get to this point? I'm confused about like how you, while dating and going through this courting process, didn't get the hint that he wasn't going to be respecting your culture or his family wasn't going to respect your culture and they were going to completely try to change you. Who did he fall in love with? Did he fall in love with you the way that you really are? Or did he fall in love with you as a vision for what you could be if you were put into the mold of what his family and his culture want you to be? You're going to end up wearing a pantsuit at your wedding. It sounds like there's some major red flags and problems going on here that I really think you should slow down and reevaluate if this is the future that you really want, because there are some cultural differences here that while you may be willing to accept him for who he is and for who his family is, he is not willing to do the same for you. You are not the asshole in this situation, but you might be the asshole to yourself if you knowingly enter into this, knowing there's going to be turbulence and knowing that your culture isn't going to be respected. So, think about it, and the absolute worst person that you can be an asshole to is yourself, I think. Remember, this is not a story about me. Let me know what you think in the comments. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Am I the balloon knot for saying my stepdaughter is too close to her nanny and suggesting that the nanny moves out? Just a reminder, the story is not about me. My boyfriend, 30 male, has a daughter, Haley, 11 female. Haley's mother left when she was around one, and my boyfriend is pretty uninvolved as a father. When Haley was six months old, her mom was dealing with some mental health issues, so my boyfriend hired a nanny, Laura, to do everything baby-related. He had Laura move in within a couple of months of Haley's mom leaving, and Laura is still working for my boyfriend today. Laura is very close with my boyfriend's family. She's with the family every holiday, and honestly, I think they like her better than me. I see where this is going. 
going. My boyfriend says she's become a good friend over the years, and he and Laura go out at least once a month. And Laura is extremely involved in Haley's life. Well, yeah, she's the nanny. She's a room mom at her school. I didn't know you could be a room mom without being a mom. She's at every play, concert, soccer game, etc. She even goes to Haley's therapy appointments. Haley doesn't do anything for herself because of Laura. Laura wakes her up, packs her backpack and lunch, and goes to do her hair every morning and does her homework with her every afternoon. She's the nanny. She tucks Haley in every night and sits with her until she falls asleep. Okay, that's a bit much. Haley is very attached to Laura, and Laura is to Haley. Laura even takes Haley out with her on her days off. Haley has been disinterested in getting closer with me and her dad, and I honestly think it's because of Laura. I was talking to my boyfriend and said that Haley's too attached to Laura, and suggested that he be more involved in Haley's life since he's now in a better position to be a father and we can have Laura move out. Haley heard us and is heartbroken and terrified. She's refusing to speak to me or leave Laura's side. She's faked being sick at school so many times this week that they don't want her to come back today. Laura says Haley hasn't been sleeping and is worried about her. My boyfriend is blaming me for all of this, but there's no way that I could have known that Haley would have been eavesdropping or that she'd get this scared. Am I the asshole here? Update, Laura left with Haley today. Apparently Haley's mental state has only gotten worse and she's hoping to get Haley away from the triggers, me, and an intensive therapy program will prevent her from being hospitalized. Haley also left me a card saying that she hates me and wants me to leave. This was a lot. My brain can't handle everything that's going on. I'm gonna go ahead and read the top comment here. Well, let's see. She's got no bio mom. Dad is uninvolved and you're letting your jealousy and insecurities destroy the only parental relationship she's ever known. Oh, and she's not your stepdaughter. She's your boyfriend's daughter. And your boyfriend should step up for his daughter and get more involved, but that's a gradual process that doesn't begin with you throwing out the only mom your boyfriend's daughter has ever known. You're the asshole. Like asshole of the month so far. 100% agree with this assessment. This is a complete selfish insecurity driven feeling that OP has here where she just wants to remove an obstacle, something that's in her way from achieving her objective of becoming mommy to Haley. Well, that's not what Haley wants and that is not something that happens just like ripping off a band-aid, especially not for a kid. Her extreme attachment at the age of 11 is a little concerning, but that's all she's ever known. Everyone else in her life has been unstable, so what do you expect? Of course, she's attached to the one stable person in her life. How would you not be okay with that? Yeah, OP, you stepped in a big old pile of shit here, and playing this off like there's no way you could have known that she was eavesdropping isn't the problem. The problem isn't her eavesdropping. The problem is you having these feelings and thoughts in the first place, and not recognizing that it's a completely selfish, insecure thing. Not realizing that and continuing to try to play this out was the dumbest thing that you could have done. Maybe feeling it is understandable, but when you feel that, you've got to be able to say, oh, that's an insecure thing. That's not the right thing for the kid. Sure, have a conversation with your boyfriend, but the conversation should have been like, hey, this is what I'm feeling, and not, hey, I'm feeling like we need to kick the nanny out, because that's not the right thing for the child. You are only thinking about you, and that makes you 100% an ASCON one shite person. Congratulations. You probably just blew up your relationship, and you've traumatized a child along the way. You're an asshole that's like not even attached to a body. You're a completely self-absorbed, insecure asshole that just exists as an asshole. It's just like floating through the air. Just an asshole. There's a visual you won't be able to get out of your head for a while. You're welcome.
Got my jock coffee in me and I'm ready to rock and roll. As a reminder, this story is not about me. This is a story from Reddit. If you end up stitching this video, make sure that you're making it clear that it's not me who's this person in the story that you're going to make look like an asshole. We're not doing that again. Mm -mm. Nope. Don't forget, you can get 20% off on Jock Coffee, which is at jock.co, by using the code DUSTY20. Am I the mud trumpet for selling my house and not renewing the lease of a family with a sick child? Don't forget, the story's not about me. Throw away because I have too many friends on Reddit. I, 47 male, inherited a property from my father 11 years ago. For the past five years, I've been renting the house to a nice family with a young child. Five male. They've been great tenants and there haven't been any issues. A month ago, I was approached by a realtor about selling my property. He had a buyer who was interested and ready to offer $60,000 over market because of the location. This was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. My tenants have a lease through mid-March. I've always renewed every year around this time. I contacted the husband, Michael, and let him know that I would not be renewing this time. To say that he was upset was an understatement. It turns out that he and his wife are currently in hospice with their son, who has a terminal heart condition. The doctors gave him a month or two to live. I knew the boy was sick, but I never knew it was so serious. Michael told me that there is no way right now that they can pack up the house and find a new rental in time. The hospice where they are currently in residence is over three hours away and he thinks it's terribly unfair that I expect him to sacrifice any of the time he has left with their son in order to move. He called me a heartless sociopath. I suggested that they have a family member take care of the packing and finding a new place, but the only family they have around is the wife's elderly father. I'm not sure that I believe this because they are too young to only have one parent between them and I'm sure there are siblings somewhere. I then suggested they hire a moving company to handle the packing and try to find a rental online or possibly an Airbnb for a while. He claims he can't afford a moving company because of the son's medical expenses. I feel bad about the situation and I realize I'm making things harder for them, but it's not my responsibility to take care of them. I've given them the legally required notice. My wife thinks that because of the money I'll be making, I should offer to pay for a moving company and an Airbnb after they leave the hospice. I don't want to do this because it would cost me a big chunk of the profit from selling the house. And again, their situation is not my responsibility. This is the risk people take when they rent. My wife is now giving me the cold shoulder. So am I the asshole of selling my house and not renewing the lease of a family with a sick child. Edit. The purchase agreement has been signed. I'm not selling to a developer, but to a family that needs to move to the area for their son's schooling. I'll call the buyer and explain the situation, and then, if they choose, they can contact the tenants and make arrangements. Okay, so this is all super unfortunate. It's an unfortunate situation. I don't know that it goes anywhere beyond that. Once he accepted the offer to sell the house, it's not like he could walk it back. And he's right, it's not his responsibility but I do feel like he needs to do something, not because there's any kind of requirement to do it, which there apparently isn't, but just to be a good human being and to show some understanding and some empathy for what they're going through. That can be as simple as reaching out to the new buyer and explaining the situation to them and seeing if there's a way where they can continue to stay in the house on a short-term lease with the new buyer until they have time to find a place and explain the situation. Once he's accepted the offer, there's not a whole lot that he can do. What would you guys do in this situation? Because this one is super common. Complicated. He only accepted the offer because he was going to make a big chunk of profit. Now, the flip side of that coin is they've been great renters for years. How long did he say? Five years. Okay, so they've been there for five years with no issues at all. And I don't know what kind of profit he's made from them in that amount of time, but there is some profit to be had there, I'm sure. And if he inherited the property, there was at least a decent amount of equity in it, if it not being 100% paid off. For the sake of argument here, let's say that it was all profit. So it was whatever market value was plus $60,000. He's got a chunk to play with there. He shouldn't have to, and he doesn't have to, but he's got a chunk to play with there.
there to do something to go above and beyond for this family that has been headache-free renters for him for five years, which is a big deal. And if he does do something, it's showing appreciation for that and showing empathy for the situation that they're in right now because it sounds terrible. The father has every right to be upset because that wrench thrown into an already terrible situation is just that much more terrible, but he doesn't have the right to lash out at the property owner. The property owner didn't know. It's not his responsibility to make sure that everything's soothed over for them there, but I understand the frustration, and when you're already hanging by a thread in that kind of situation receiving this kind of news that you got to pack up and move all your shit when you're not even there and you're with your child who is in hospice and on their final days, I probably would have flipped out and said the same damn thing. Doesn't make it right. I just understand the situation and it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. As I was reading through this, my gut was saying, make a deal with the new owners. Really try to advocate for your current renters to the new owners and say, hey, here's what's going on. If you could give them six months whatever amount of time that you can for them to have more time to make this happen and just extend the current lease agreement, but with the new owner, that would probably be the best thing to do for them. And then that would at least provide a little bit more stability and a little more time for them to get through this phase. The phase that they're in right now is going to last a while though. And once their child passes, obviously their life is going to be turned upside down. So I don't know, man, this is a tough one. This is absolutely a tough one. I don't think OP is the asshole for selling the house here. I mean, it was, it was theirs to sell and somebody approached them with an offer to buy it. I think if OP does nothing at all and just says, screw you, then they're the asshole. Not because of any kind of requirement, but from the benchmark of being a decent human being. And at minimum, reaching out to the new owners and advocating for some kind of extension of the current lease would be the way to go in my point of view here. What would you do in this situation? And if you think OP is an asshole here, where are they on the ASCON scale? And don't forget, this is not a story about me. I know I shouldn't have to say it, but so many people have been confused that I do. I have to say it. Am I the hiney hole for kicking out one of my bridesmaids for showing up in the wrong dress? My 23 female wedding was back on Saturday, December 31st, and I'm still getting backlash from this, so I want to know if this was an asshole move. In the country I live in, it's currently winter, and we get a fair amount of snow, so my wedding was a winter-themed wedding. The color theme was forest green and gold. My dress was obviously white, and I chose the color of my bridesmaid's dresses to be forest green as well. My maid of honor's dress was black, and everyone was to wear gold accessories. I have this friend, we'll call her Cat, that I asked to be one of my bridesmaids. When we went dress shopping and I told them the color theme I was going for, Cat immediately expressed that she thought forest green was a bad choice. She said she thinks it's not a flattering color and thought I should choose something different and more girly. I said no, because my wedding was winter themed and I thought the color would go perfect with the theme. She suggested a pink, blue, even a red. I said no, but thanks for your opinion. She found out my maid of honor's dress was black and asked if she could wear black too. I said no. Only my maid of honor is wearing black. I paid for all the dresses. Fast forward to wedding day, everyone's getting their hair and makeup done and Kat shows up 30 minutes late holding a bag that looked like it had a dress inside. I asked her what this was for. She told me it was for later on at the reception if she got uncomfortable and wanted to change after pictures. I was like, okay, cool. So fast forward, we're all dressed and walking down the stairs because the ceremony is beginning in 30 minutes and we were going to take some pictures before. Kat is the last person to come down and she's wearing a black dress. She's got a black dress on. At the time, I was preoccupied taking pictures with my parents, but my maid of honor came over to me and made me aware of the situation. <laughs> maid of honor's like, girl, we got us a situation. Cat's wearing black. 
I confronted Kat and asked her what was going on. She said she hates her bridesmaid's dress and the color is ugly and makes her look gross, so she's wearing black. I told her, please go back and change. She refused and started walking away from me. I said, I'm going to ask her one more time and if she doesn't oblige, I'm calling security and kicking her out. Oh, this wedding has security. Who's security? Security should be the maid of honor, right? She began yelling at me to fuck off, so I called security and asked them to please escort her out. She started making a big scene, yelling how I'm such a bitch, that I can't force her to wear anything and that I'm a horrible, inconsiderate friend. The wedding went on and it was truly amazing. Ever since the wedding, Kat has been blowing up my phone with texts saying some really nasty things and asking for the money back she spent on the black dress. Since it was a waste and she didn't get to wear it, I had to block her number. Some of my other bridesmaids have been giving me shit saying that it was a little harsh kicking her out and embarrassing her like that and that maybe I should give her the money back. Am I the asshole for kicking her out? No! She knew the rules, she knew the rules, and she even lied about what she was going to use the dress for. She knew exactly what she was doing. And guess what? You didn't make her buy that black f***ing dress. She bought it out of spite. Why the f*** would you pay for it? Why would you be like, hey, you know that thing I told you specifically not to do and you did it anyway? That thing you spent money on that I told you not to do? Yeah, uh, I'm not paying you back for that because I told you not to do it in the first f***ing place. You don't mess with a bride on a wedding day. You knew the rules. You didn't follow the rules. Come what may. And she got her ass kicked out by security. And you know what? That's her choice too. Because instead of adhering to the policy set forth by the wedding doctrine, she said, fuck you or fuck off. Either way, she said F something and got her ass kicked out. She got her ass dragged out by security, screaming and making a big scene. Pretty sure Kat's not your friend. Pretty sure she didn't give a shit that it was your wedding. She wanted to make this all about her. No, you're not the asshole at all. It was your wedding. You had a theme. You had a specific dress she was supposed to wear. She knew that. Like you wouldn't notice until you were like walking down the aisle. And then what? The wedding would just happen and she would get her way. I think that was her plan. Her plan was to just show up late enough to where you didn't notice until you were walking down the fucking aisle. So what, she wanted to just ruin the whole wedding for you? She wanted that to be the thing you saw when you were walking down the aisle and just be so fuming fucking mad that you couldn't even enjoy your own wedding? That's what she wanted? Wow. Cat sounds awesome. Cat sounds like the bridesmaid that everybody wants in their wedding. No, you're not the asshole. Comments are going to have some fun with this one. Go forth and comment. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.